1: Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to talk uh, about how a federal judge who was silenced from one university got the last laugh by being able to speak at another university. Uh, We're also going to talk about what's going on in Israel with regards to religious freedom, and particularly for people who are Christian who want to share their faith. Um, And help us talk uh, about these cases and other matters today Uh, We have with us here Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for PJI. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. Michael, uh, before we talk about today's cases and things we want to review, I want to right up front uh, address uh, what we're going to be talking about tomorrow in more detail, and that is the attack on parents Mm -hmm. by social workers – Taking children, this is happening all across the country, and tomorrow we're going to be talking about it in much more detail, talking about specific ways parents and grandparents mm-hmm. can protect their kids from being taken. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, Michael, is how serious of a problem is it, and how important is it for people to tune in tomorrow, to listen to tomorrow's show yeah. Um It really is a
2: double whammy because you have the school system indoctrinating kids and telling them they can change their genders and pushing them in that direction even. And then when the child uh, voices this to the parents and the parents say, hey, wait a minute, let's talk about this. Then the social workers step in and want to take the kids. It's a big deal. This is really, I believe, a real attack, particularly on the Judeo-Christian family.
1: And I know we've just dealt with a case, you and I, uh, just uh, recently, uh, dealing with just that that fact pattern. That's right. Uh, In fact, you appeared in court uh, along with another (laughs) attorney. And as it turns out, the children were not removed from that family. Michael, had we not gotten involved, had we not brought in the psychologist, the expert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would this probably have turned out differently and they probably would have lost their kids because of their religious beliefs, right? I think so,
2: and uh, yeah, we're, we're still, this case is ongoing, so we're going to talk, but right now, we so far have secured the result the family wanted. Right, so right now
1: they still have their kids. That's right. So it's, it's we're still fighting, but folks, make no mistake, this is a real, real problem. And the sad thing is, if people don't know about what to do in advance, and then they lose their kids. That's water under the bridge. There's not much we can do at that point. Then it's, they're in the system. It, 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 this is so important for every parent, every family who have children anywhere in the United States to listen to tomorrow's program uh, on uh, his channel. So I highly recommend that. If you know of someone, make sure they're aware of this. And we've got some incredible resources on our website that can help them as well, including an Article 12 Steps to Protect Your Children Mm -hmm. from Being Taken by CPS or Social Workers. So this is very important. Uh, You know, Michael, I I normally don't talk about something off script. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just seeing a, a, a growing movement in this direction and the emotional trauma on the children and on the families, and it's happening across the country with this LGBTQ agenda leading the charge. We need to, to do everything we can. The mainstream media is not talking about this yeah. at all. That's uh, right. uh, other organizations out there aren't lifting a finger on this hardly. And yet I know we stand ready with our offices now in 24 states, yes. 25 states, anyway, across the country right. with attorneys in every state ready to give emergency counsel. But if, we can't help if they don't know we're here. So I just want to say that right up front. I encourage you once again. <clears throat> Let people know about this. Let's tune in tomorrow's show. And uh, I know you're going to get a big, a big help, uh, an eye-opening, but also a big help at what's going on as we move forward. The stakes are very high, very high. And look, if you think this only affects
2: uh, people that are just kind of backslidden or whatever, no, no, no. This affects people walking with Jesus, trying to raise their kids like Jesus, taking good steps towards the community. It affects everybody, and, and really, we've we got to watch out, because this is going to be something. This is the next wave, I believe.
1: Yeah, it affects people who homeschool their kids. That's right. Those who have their kids in public schools, private schools. Yes. So, if bottom line, if they have children, anywhere in the United States, under the age of 18, they need to tune in on tomorrow's program to get the information, and it's all available without charge, but we, yep. we can't help if people don't know. So... That said, speaking of public schools, uh, I understand that there's a school district in Southern California, Michael, that has been pushing a teen hotline that isn't exactly what the average mom and pop out there would uh, expect it to be. Tell me more. Yeah, we've got a a
2: warrior here in Orange County. Her name is Brenda Lebsack. She's an educator. Uh, She's very experienced, and her ear is to the ground about these things. Uh, We we, we speak to her regularly. I know you do as well. Uh, But she brought to our attention that there's these posters all over uh, Santa Ana Unified School Districts uh, in the restroom, uh, in the hallways, that say that they're a crisis hotline. So you would think, well, that's a good thing because there's an increase in teenage suicides. So you think, well, that's a great thing, isn't it? As it turns out, no, it's this wasn't a good thing at all. In fact, it was, a, if you will, proselytizing toward the LGBTQ uh, areas. And that's that we couldn't stand for that. So we stepped up. We wrote a letter to the school board. One of our affiliates read the letter uh, that we prepared to the school board as well. And um, uh, we have some good news. But we can talk about the issues, what, what, why this was so heinous.
1: Yeah, before we talk about the good news. Oh, yes, Very <laughs> <I want, right. laughs> good. I want people to appreciate yes. why this is so bad. So this school district was pushing these teen hot, hotlines, and this is for kids in, in trauma, thinking maybe about suicide, uh, serious depression. Yes. These are teen hotlines. So bottom line, this is when kids are extremely vulnerable yes. at a very vulnerable time in life, adolescence. Yes. So this yeah. is a um, very, very sensitive matter. Yeah. And my understanding is that you know, this hotline was not being used to uh, help provide emergency assistance in a pure right. sense of respect for the parents. This was being used as an attempt to... Groom and are arguably groom and encourage children down a dark, dark path yeah. in terms of sexuality, sexual identity, uh, which in and of itself, statistically, uh, leads to depression and suicide. Absolutely, and and one of the things, for instance, this
2: was illegal content that was the this be- was, and here's a couple reasons illegal why. content illegal. Uh, the the number one is the the. Uh, this hotline, so to speak, was conducting surveys and of children, asking them about their sexuality. We know that's illegal in
1: California. Schools cannot foster that. But why is it illegal in California? How is it illegal? What's what? What's the code we're talking yeah, about? Yeah,
2: the the the, uh, the code is uh, uh, Education Code five one five one three. That's what it is. And also, there's a federal code, twenty U.S. Code twelve thirty two. And these, they were given these online questionnaires. And these laws protect children by saying, the school can't do these surveys. So if the school can't do those surveys, they can't facilitate somebody else doing the same surveys either. And that, that was one of our, our PGIs real gripes with this.
1: Yeah, I think that was a, a very strong uh, measure. Michael, is, there, is, there, is it possible that this is happening in other public schools across the nation, not just California. Sad but true. It, it is not
2: just possible. I think it's probable, maybe throughout the country as well. Oh, good night. Because this is a um, a concerted effort, and and th- this this hotline did things like uh, pair up children who are calling with maybe adults of questionable background. Uh, there their chat background. rooms, perhaps sexual predators, even. Uh, and and it was also um, uh, giving advice uh, by by other minors giving these minors advice. Again, this is ostensibly supposed to help a child who's struggling, perhaps maybe even suicidal, and they're doing this garbage. instead of dealing with their issues and, and getting them to some help, they're instead pairing them up with. Either people that have no idea what they're doing, i.e. minors, or people that unfortunately don't have the child's best
1: interests at heart. We know in California specifically there was the passed the kidnappers protection bill. That's right. Yeah. Which actually protects someone kidnapping a child in another state. Yeah. A teenager, perhaps right. fourteen year old in another state, taking them to California, if the reason for taking them was to promote a uh, change in their sexual identity. Yes. The kidnapper's not prosecuted. The child's not returned to the state, Texas, Florida, wherever. That's right. So, And, the, la- court and the California courts ignore the rules and laws of the other state. That are trying to extradite the criminal and exactly. prosecute. It's, yeah, uh, it's yeah, unconstitutional. It is. Uh, I encourage people out there, if you know of anyone being impacted in any way, uh, or imminently threatened to be impacted like this, contact us immediately. We're looking for plaintiffs uh, to challenge this as a violation of the full faith and credit clause of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but the reason I bring this up, Michael, is because uh, an entity like this, uh, any entity getting this kind of information about a teenager who might have questions and issues could potentially take advantage of that state law in California and say, "You look, uh, meet me in the park uh, tomorrow at, at Twelve, and I'll I'll take you to a place where well they'll help you and your parents won't even know about it they won't be able to get you yeah and they could take him to California yeah very dangerous it's very very dangerous California has become a very dangerous state for the rest of the country yeah because of that law but even separate from that is this horrific uh, survey if you will hotline which is actually a propaganda piece to groom, I believe, to groom and recruit people into the LGBTQ uh, lifestyle, which is extremely hazardous, statistically, and harmful. Um, So this is what we're dealing with. Uh, Folks, if you know of a school district out there who's pushing something like this, do not hesitate to contact us because we've got the attorneys out there. We've got the law offices out there. Coast to coast, we're ready to go to bat for you like we did in this situation uh, school board after school board, school board meeting after school board meeting. You let us know. We're there to go to bat for you. That's what makes us so unique at PJI. We don't just cherry pick a few high profile That's cases. Right. We're, our goal is to make sure that everyone gets help when it comes to religious freedom, parents' rights, sanctity of life. This especially applies to something like this on, a gr- on the ground level, base level, where uh, the, the casualties are horrific and potentially quite wi- widespread as we speak right now.
2: Absolutely. And interestingly, um, we have gotten word uh, and I won't name the school district yet because we don't know what's what's happening yet. But we've gotten word that there's another Southern California school district that has these same things up. So we're that's our next step is we're going to be sending out a letter uh, on that school district. And we'll let everybody know when that happens, because. We've got to stand against this.
0: This is of utmost importance. Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? That's right. For over 12 years, PJI's Center for Public Policy has generated success by standing firm in opposition to unconstitutional or immoral state bills. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report.
1: Uh, Michael, we've heard about this judge, uh, U.S. District Judge, uh, Kyle Duncan. He's a Trump appointee, and he was delivering a speech at Stanford University on March 24th. What happened at this distinguished university, and how did they treat this distinguished federal judge invited to come in and speak?
2: Yeah, mind you, this is a law school, the Stanford Law School. And, and here you have, uh, uh, he's going to speak. And perha- apparently somebody disagreed with a couple of his decisions. Uh, and so what happened is the students basically shouted down uh, this, this uh, judge, this federal judge. And so he said, hey, call the diversity dean or get somebody down here. So the diversity dean came down and took the podium and basically excoriated the judge. So basically, it was a, 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 basically a crushing defeat for free speech. And it just shocked the conscience, frankly, of a lot of people. And uh, uh, the judge said, Judge Duncan said, It's a great country where you can harshly criticize federal judges and nothing bad will happen to you. You might even get praised or promoted. But make no mistake, what went on in that classroom in March, the, ninth circ- the, the March the 9th, had nothing to do with our proud American tradition of free speech. It was rather a parody of it.
1: Yeah. So this, <clears throat> this judge basically said, he called it out, yeah, as outrageous violation of our concepts of free speech in our country. Yeah. I mean, universities, especially law schools, Of all places, with law professors who know the law, know the Constitution, allegedly. Right. Surely they would respect that universities are to be the open marketplace of ideas. Yeah. They're not the place to be silencing, like George Orwellian philosophy, anyone who doesn't agree with a certain perspective and viewpoint. Very intolerant, very bigoted. The students at Stanford Law School should be ashamed of themselves. Yes. The professors should be ashamed of themselves uh, to even have this happen. And then you have this the head of the, the diversity uh, person in charge of this. She shows up, and she actually applauds the mobsters, the, yes. the students out there <coughs> preventing this professor from being able to speak when they, he was invited in yeah. to come and speak. I think it was like a federal society yeah, club federal meeting. Yeah, federal society meeting. They invite him in. So she has the audacity to actually cheer on and justify this violation of free speech and respect for guest speakers. Yeah, what yeah. happened to, to her? I mean, she should be whipped and slain. And I mean, not literally, but um, <laughs> apparently uh, she did get um,
2: uh, suspended. This dean, and in fact, the the law school dean, <coughs> Jenny Martinez, later said that the way it unfolded was, quote, not aligned with our institutional commitment to free speech, close quote. I I don't know that that's actually true, but the bottom line is it was not in keeping with First Amendment law. You you have a federal judge. The judge ended up having to be escorted out by Secret Service because federal judges get Secret Service protection because his
1: safety could not be guaranteed. At Stanford University School of Law. That's right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Make make a note of that. If we get someone from Stanford yeah, looking for yeah. a job for we, Pacific Justice Institute, right. just give a double take. A double take. That's all right. I'm saying. Yeah. I, it, it it sends signals. Actually, uh, if people come from Yale, Harvard, uh, some of these Ivy League schools, you know, there we can't. There's, there there should be a higher precautionary level. I know of. There's some federal judges who've said. I'm no longer taking judicial clerks from these law schools because they are so woke and so extreme and so intolerant and do not have a balanced education, they're not going to be good for for purposes of being a neutral uh, reviewer of the law and helping a judge enforce the law. So uh, I think this is a classic example of uh, an Ivy League school gone awry. Uh, Once again, the the dean that was in charge of diversity, that conducted this, uh, she was put on suspension, yes, right? Yes,
2: that's what I understand, is that that person has either suspended or taken a leave of absence.
1: Of, you know what? Yeah. I'm willing to bet a, a dollar to a donut that she's going to be right back. Oh, yeah. And she's in charge of diversity. Yes. This is George yeah. Orwell all, you know, all over again, where the word actually means something totally opposite. Yeah, no, what she's really doing is she's an intolerant bigot out to silence and squelch people with worldviews different than she has. Yeah. Exactly, and if she's there, uh, that's a red warning light for anyone who does not have a radical leftist social agenda, not to go to Stanford because she's going to be there to pounce on them, to investigate them. Uh, and there's people just like her at other universities. I've heard of private uh, Christian universities. Biola yes. has someone in that position. Yeah, Biola, uh, and they're laying off a lot of people. I'm I'm watching. A lot of solid christian professors are losing their jobs at biola partly understand it's for financial reasons because they have fewer a lot of fewer students are now not going there a lot of parents i think their eyes have opened up and said we're not sending our kids there yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm watching to see if that diversity dean is going to be replaced or they're just going to replace the solid christian professors who believe in a biblical worldview yeah so we've got to look at this not just at stanford but even private religious colleges as well as things move forward yeah, and important
2: uh, one good news of this story is that the University of Notre Dame Law School, they invited this judge, Judge Duncan, in to talk about free speech. So yeah, kudos to to uh, Notre Dame uh, for being willing to bring this guy on. And keep in mind, they weren't upset with the things he said at this speech. They were upset because he's written judicial opinions that they disagree with, which is so uh, diametrically opposed to the law school environment to do something like that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it
1: is outrageous. Hats off though to Notre Dame. That's right. We'll give kudos to where That's to where right. it des- it's deserved. And by the way, uh, when I mention a university like Biola or Azusa Pacific <coughs> or some of these others that have uh, a lot of controversy taking place now, um, I don't I don't say it because you know I have any you know I have a desire to. to to hurt a university, my hope and desire is that they will hear from the parents, they'll hear from uh, the students who are Christian, who want a Christian worldview and choose to make those changes. And I will say, any university that hears those voices and makes those changes, let me know. I'd love to talk about those changes. i love to talk about the shift in direction uh, back towards a Christian biblical worldview. Love to talk about that. Uh, and I encourage us to be praying for these institutions. Pray for Azusa Pacific. Pray for Biola. You know, pray for those schools out there, you know, Point Loma, uh, you know, Westmont, that are, are, have evidence of, of veering away from a biblical worldview that parents would expect from a Christian university or college. Pray for them. And if there's any students out there attending any Christian school or purporting to be a Christian school anywhere in the United States, and you have something come up at your school that you think is outrageous and not biblical, not from a Christian worldview, contact us. Let us know. Love to talk about it on the show and to hold them accountable and with the hope and prayer that they will make the right change. And when they do make the right change and when they do correct it, I'll be the first to to blow the, the trumpet and celebration and recognition. Absolutely. Which is what we need to do Yeah. Uh, when, uh, when a, a school does change. And Sometimes it happens. Sometimes they do shift and move in the right direction. I'm hopeful we're going to see that with the Azusa Pacific, with the new dean that uh, that they have appointed. Went to Talbot, which is, has historically been a solid seminary mm-hmm. at Biola. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, the, the stakes are simply too high. Our students are too high, and so many parents are being misled, in my opinion, to put their kids into school thinking it's a solid Christian school, and then they find out after four years their child is woke. Uh, is critical of the, the the values that they were raised in as a, with their Christian family. Um, the, the stakes are simply too high for us not to, to just to have this be kept silent. That's not right. when you're dealing with young people. Not when you're dealing with college students. That's right. Um, all right. Now, before we let people go, I want to remind of, of something. Some really good news. October twenty eighth. We at Pacific Justice are going to have our annual celebration of justice. It's going to be at the JW Marriott in Anaheim. And we have confirmed that uh, Kaylee McEnany is going to be our keynote speaker. Uh, She's on Fox News all the time. She used to be the White House press secretary. Uh, We are very blessed to be able to make this arrangement for her to speak at at our event. We're going to have some other nice surprises there. But if you want to schedule to get your tickets in advance, I strongly recommend you do that if you want to sponsor a table uh, because it's already, we're at record proportions. We have never had this many tickets sold this early, ever, and the tickets are going very quickly. Uh, We'll probably be sold out probably months in advance. So if you want to get information, just go to our website, pji.org, P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org. And uh, also feel free to sign up to get our newsletter there on our website, PJI.org, where you keep up with our many, many cases, our 150 plus cases in active litigation. That's right. uh, but always remember we're here to help you, uh, PJI.org.
0: We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit PJI.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We
1: are here for you. So folks, just remember. It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, President of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.